0: What's up, squad? This is Chico Leo, and I am back in the dungeon um, with my partner.
1: Oh, is that, oh is that, that's, not, that's my prompt. prompt, Leo Fairman. Leo Fairman, what's going on?
0: Uh, what's going on is that uh, we had Comic Con not this past weekend, but the one before that, and I am uh, I am still still down with the con crud, still sick, so. Apologies for my, my nasal, uh, my nasal tone. But um, yeah, we, uh, we, we definitely wanted to get uh, an episode in before whatever it is we're going to be doing
1: for Halloween next time. But um, yeah, I have, a, I have a, I have a really pressing question. That's, 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 that's really important. I still haven't decided on a Halloween Twitter name. You You got something going on, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Chiller Leo. I don't know if that's, you know. Yeah, like,
1: I was I was thinking, like, could I go with, like, Frio Scareman? Is that, is Frio, like, is Frio considered, like, a Halloween term, like, like chilly in Spanish or, like, cold in Spanish? Or is that a I stretch? That's so. a stretch, I right? Mean, Leo Scareman is, pretty Leo Scareman good now. is right, but I want to do something or with le- the first or name. Leo
0: Scarecrow.
1: Oh, Leo Scarecrow is good. Oh, that's good. All right, maybe I'll do, yeah. but I want to do something with the first name because, like, I want to do it, like, Simpsons style where they always, like, you know laboriously make it both names but i oh yeah, yeah i couldn't think of shit though aside from frio
0: yeah i wanted to leave one so that you know people knew who i was or whatever and i don't um, want anyone to know who
1: i am right mm-hmm.
0: well i i'm I, I vote for leo scarecrow i like i
1: like leo scarecrow i might go with them all right all right thank you thank you sir
0: there you go yeah well you know october is halfway through so you got to get on that
1: yeah no, 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 no that's fine do you have your pumpkin yet? no 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 I, i've got no pumpkin dude i literally went i went on a low-carb diet right in time for halloween i'm such a fucking moron <laughs> right, right right well no that probably actually will save you from an early uh diabetic coma oh man but it won't but it it's it's gonna hurt me when i want those those peanut butter cups because i need them peanut butter cups right well you know you can take a day off and shock your system that's true that's true. This is good. This is a very productive episode so far for me personally. We're just right. coming All up right. with ideas. So, uh,
0: yeah, no. So, so this week we're we're actually talking about imposters. Imposters. Um, and I think you know, imposters. I mean, we could have picked uh, t- tons of movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty common trope in horror, and I think it's it's common because you know, I mean, don't you sometimes imagine like you wake up next to someone and you wonder like. Is that really them or is there you know yeah it being uh
1: you know no like i like i think the the theme uh the idea of it is like is strong and compelling because it makes us like reinvestigate our lives like do we know that person you right. know like and there's something about that that's that's suitably unnerving and whether that's that becomes the entire basis of a given film it's a good like kind of bed for the film to kind of rest on like that uneasiness
0: and I guess I mean you know it, it's it, all right. So it's a different kind of imposter than the we. we what was the uh, back? I think uh, it was one of the last ones I did with Jamie that involved uh, the Denny Villanueva movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. What, what oh yeah, no, I was on that episode. Oh, you yeah, were. Yeah, that, that was.
1: Epi- yeah, that was doubles.
0: That was doubles. So yeah, yeah. this is slightly different.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: because so we're talking tonight today about uh, the babysitter and the guest. Uh, Both of whom, as present as you know, a guest and a babysitter, and I guess you could say are, but are not what they
1: seem. Right. Yeah. Like that's the the I like. It's funny because uh, Chico recommended the babysitter uh, to our fine audience, and then and then after I saw the babysitter, I was like, this there. I feel like there's so many notes with the guest, with the caveat that I feel like both films are kind of a stretch to call horror. Like either film is kind of stretched to call horror. I would say the babysitter more so. They're more like sort of thriller like, you know, like like in like intense like, you know, like uh weirdly toned thrillers.
0: Well, sorry, all right, so the biggest difference between the two is actually the tone. And I would argue yeah. that they 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 do. I agree. They've certainly got one foot in the thriller genre. But, yeah. I mean, David is, uh, David, the, uh, antagonist, um, uh, who you think might be the protagonist in the beginning of The Guest, is certainly a monster, and when we find out his origin, there's almost, I mean, you could say he's, in some ways, at least psychologically, like a Frankenstein monster. I mean, he's like, yeah. he's like the anti-6 million dollar man in the sense <laughs> that he's been, like, sort of taken apart and put back together again. Again, it's not clear how much physically, but certainly mentally, by the government to create basically, you know, I mean, he's, um, he's the winter soldier, you know, with, with, yeah. two, with two arms. Um, and you know, that one is pretty much a straightforward thriller. I, by the way, yes. Yeah, so this week's, uh, the guest comes courtesy of, uh, of, of Leo and I think makes up for, uh, last time's, uh, <laughs> uh you know, choice. <laughs> Thank you, um, sir. But I think, all right, so let's let's actually start with The Babysitter, because that was like sort of the, the lighter of the two. The mm-hmm. Babysitter is directed by Mick G, who is uh, famous for bringing us uh, such uh, wonderful movies as Charlie's Angels and Charlie's <laughs> Angels Full Throttle. Um, who could forget? <laughs> right. And, uh, and I guess he's been big in TV
1: um yeah he's like the supernatural guy
0: right supernatural and um anyway whatever so he He, uh,
1: he's an annoying he's an annoying name to write in a review or in news it's like one of these guys who
0: comes out of the music video world but i actually so i like the babysitter i mean it's it's not i mean it it is you know sort of a a winking parody but it i thought it worked on, on its own and basically um the baby, I also like the fact that the babysitter is often the victim in horror. I mean, that's such a common trope, and in this one, the babysitter is the you know is the antagonist, and um, so we find out you know that the, the the babysitter is is in fact the leader of a like satanic cult or some kind of demonic cult. And, um, I don't know. I thought that that twist was kind of cool. And I thought it was a, you know, it was a pretty good, they set up a lot of stuff well in the movie, you know, like when, when it's important that, um, you know, things get revealed later on and they set them up earlier on. Now you, you didn't like it as much as I did.
1: I I really I really didn't like the movie. I did not I did not dislike it as much as I, like, as I dislike grabbers or anything. And was I, it had a tone
0: that you didn't like
1: cuz it was a little <sighs> like, you know, like was like all right, so like the movie has this has this really dumb convention in it where it's like things happen and they show text on the screen like it's trying to imply to you that it's like this kind of like you know, uh hip, funky, callback jokey concept that it never established well nor earns in my opinion and so and on top of that like the 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 on-screen text like i just thought that was i just thought that was incredibly clumsy it was like this idea where he's like we're gonna make this movie like this so people are gonna realize how how kind of like pop sensible it is and it's and it's not and it's so rare
0: so they haven't figured out yet i mean with the notion of pop-ups and social media and all this they're trying to incorporate that into movies and i've seen it a lot before um the the movie the the shark movie with um you know with what, what's her face from uh, gossip girl um we talked oh about... you mean oh you mean jaws yeah no 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 that, <laughs> like that one used text messages on the screen and I
1: feel like this was sort of like that. Um, I mean, they it did it. it did that once. It literally did that exact thing like once. Which right. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that actually. I I kind of dig that. I remember I, I was really impressed with how well it's done in House of Cards. Like that's used like really, really effectively in that right. show.
0: I mean, but they that's did, not it, what I mean. It's not that different than so like in Nixon. Um, the Oliver Stone movie when they introduce each of the characters they sort of tell you who they are like so-and-so secretary of state so you know Henry Kissinger secretary of state you know right. Alexander Haig, like assistant to the president so this they use it like when the, but you're right I mean I meant doing... more
1: like the jokes like the funky fonts that's like pocket knife or right. whatever. it's right. like it's like when did you establish that like we're just so comfortable with this character's like perspective on the world that that was like you never did you just started doing it and it's and the thing is that it's it, they're also in my opinion the filmmakers are ashamed of using it because they don't even use it that much they, right i would they say use they it like they a handful of times
0: it's not yeah. like um what, what's the canadian graphic novel with uh with the kid who's got to fight the different boyfriends
1: oh um, scott pilgrim oh right, right. like so that's scott pilgrim well done used yeah used
0: that Probably the best. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, they did this, that really this well. Is, this is... Yeah, I agree with you that they sort of lack the confidence to go whole hog with it. But I do think this is something that I've seen explored in other movies. And it's different than, um, you know, movies that use, um, you know, just to tell you where they are. Like, you know, famously in the X-Files. Right. One right. thing that I don't like is this new thing where they, where it takes up the whole screen. I mean, Civil War was right. the first time I saw that. And Mindhunters, <laughs> which... Um, is playing on netflix which i really I, I
1: need to see i need to see that i've heard i, great I
0: recommend that highly but it does that same civil war thing where it gives you the place and it takes up the whole screen and i'm like we really don't need that you, you mean know? like the same isn't the same thing done in preacher yes
1: yes yeah yeah yes. that is that is a weird convention that it, is happening and it's
0: new and it's like yeah i again i think it's influenced in the same way um so again, the the tone in this is sort of a little winky, like hipster winky ish, almost like like sort of cabin in the woods or scream, or something like that. I mean, it's not not as much, I guess, because the characters themselves aren't in on the joke like they right. are in um, you know cabin in the woods
1: and 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 scream. Is it cabin in the woods? Is the one? The, the no, game? no, you're no, you're right. And, I, and actually, I thought about cabin in the woods a few times while watching. Yeah.
0: It. Um, Are you? I I forgot. Have we talked about that? Are you a fan of Cabin in the Woods? uh, Not as much as everyone else is. I liked it. I didn't love it, you know? Yeah, I'm
1: a very big fan. I'm in their camp. Right. I I love that movie. I think that movie is like one of the best things we'd never did.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that, that I don't agree with. But,
1: um, and he, and he also, and that's also not fair to lay at his feet because he collaborated on it. So it wasn't, it wasn't just his baby. But I really, really like Cabin in the Woods. Um, but, uh, so, interestingly, related to Cabin in the Woods, that was like, so one of the, like you said, like part of the turn in the Babysitter, um, which I think happens weirdly early and then there's kind of like more to it. But the stuff about, the, about them being part of a satanic cult, I, I feel like the movie would have risked redeeming itself in my eyes if it actually did a kind of cabin in the woods, demons are real move, which it, which it like threatens to do but never does.
0: Right, so the, so basically, the, the 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 babysitter drugs the kid, or but he doesn't take, or she gives, he offers him a drink, which she drugs, but he doesn't take it, and um, so he gets up in the middle of the night, thinking he doesn't take it because he thinks he has a crush on the babysitter, and he thinks she's going to have an orgy in the house, and so he sneaks down and to watch what he thinks is an orgy, and she has a bunch of um, you know, her high school friends over and it turns out to be like uh, you know a cult thing it looks like they're playing truth or dare or spin the bottle um and they end up killing one one of the like the nerdy kid um and so then all hell breaks loose and he takes them on like one by one in his house it's almost like a uh um you know home alone
1: type thing yeah There's which they music- make it which which they mention which is like it is a lot like a deadly home alone right and which i almost would think would be a more amusing reference if the characters in the movie don't actually say that out loud see i guess i just
0: (laughs) liked the idea of of spinning the babysitter thing on its head instead of the babysitter being this victim running around getting killed that she's the one who who's the killer
1: but like and like personally i like that uh conceptually but i don't think that they deliver it in a satisfying way to me because the babysitter in this movie is a weird babysitter well no it's not like she's she's not a trope that gets subverted she's a a she's like the most vibrant character in the movie and has a lot of strange detail and she has like a you know a a. uh uh, an, an immense knowledge of horror and sci fi movies, and she's this and she's that, and she's special and she's all these things. And then also, one of the things that's special about her is that she's a murderer and, like, kind of uh, wrangling like these friends to do it.
0: And and the fact that they chose to make her, like, this very stereotypical, like, you know, quote unquote, hot blonde, it, I thought was a little annoying.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, that actually I kinda, like, earns actually her cool- pay. Uh, yes, but,
0: but I, it would have been cooler, actually, if she was sort of a more like, Maus-y. like, she doesn't look oh, like Oh, hell yeah. Big. She looks like a, you know, a cheerleader, and yeah. that I, I just thought was, I understand why they did that, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, it really bothered me in The Matrix that when they go and talk to the Oracle character that her name is Oracle,
1: you know? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, couldn't
0: you have come up with something a little more original? Like, it's just so, it was so obvious, you know? Like, oh, we're gonna make a really this hot blonde with a midriff and blah, blah, blah. I
1: don't know. Y- no, I, I this is what I'm saying. Like I feel like the film's best ideas are almost like buried in this lack of confidence and in like a couple of shortcuts and weird decisions that like that I I I I want to like I want to like it on the whole and I do enjoy and liked aspects of it, but overall like I was See I just thought it was snappy.
0: I mean like that would be the word that I would use to describe it. Like I thought it was like the script was was like literally like in terms of a lot of these movies there are like these huge holes in them where you're like well why didn't they do this or why not that right um my biggest issue was would they really have done this satanic ritual on a carpet in someone else's house i thought about that too but that was like the biggest hole and i feel like other than actually no and then when things start getting really violent and gunshots are going off and there's like explosions happening like you really would think that the cops would come sooner
1: (laughs) right all right i mean the idea is that it's like in a sleepy suburb and i guess that's the angle with that but i mean i'd say all right so as far as characters go uh i hated the black stereotype character and like i know that that the that the filmmakers were making a joke about black stereotype characters and harm i know that right but they're not good enough at it <laughs> and so they, it just comes and, and off they horrible kill him
0: first right like, does he even remark on that or no was it like that like knowledge well he doesn't
1: well he dies first after nerd after the sacrifice right okay i think i'm pretty sure right. he dies first yeah after so that. he even
0: makes a joke about it but I, I do think that they were pl- they, and I agree with you that there were, there was some some cringy stuff there. But they were obviously attempting to play with the uh, you know um, stereotype. You know the jock was the stereotypical jock he, who you know.
1: But he was my favorite. I think he was the most compelling one. Well, that that's the dude who plays
0: Firestorm in um, you know uh, Legends of Tomorrow.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: Or well, Ron th- Raymond anyway. You know. The, I thought I the thought half he of Firestorm.
1: His character was the most compelling character and in certain ways, even though they're totally different characters in every every possible way. um, He reminded me the most of the way the jock is presented in stranger things because stranger things also deems to make a weird character out of that stereotype. Right. And I feel like in this, like in this film, he's the one that sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, develops the most, the weirdest relationship with the, with the, the young, the young kid. Right, Where he's almost like supporting him in his, you know, bizarre quest for survival, even as he's trying to kill him. And I just thought there were interesting aspects to that character. So he was the one that I, I actually caught into the most of them.
0: Yeah, I don't think this movie got a theatrical release. No, it was
1: made for Netflix. I think it was uh, banked by Netflix.
0: Well, they bought it. I mean, it's definitely billed as a Netflix original. I think it was originally developed with New Line. Like, I think McGee is
1: like uh, a guy uh, you know... I think you're right. Yeah, you
0: know, um, but I, you know, I, um, I, I honestly like I thought it was more original and a little snappier than like again I'm using that word and I don't know why, but that that would be the word I would describe it than like most like horror movies. There are also a lot of these horror movies are PG thirteen because they're trying to get like a teenage audience. Whereas this was able to do more. I mean, I don't know if it had an audience, but it definitely had profanity. Like you're only allowed to say fuck once in a PG 13 movie. Once you say the F bomb more than once, it has to be R, Mm -hmm. um, which is of course absurd. Um, stupid. And so I, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I honestly liked it more than your average, you know, I saw the ring three earlier this year and that was, wow. Um, you know, like so pointless, I mean it came and went, but um, you know again, this is the weekend that you know everyone was thrilled to, on Monday to wake up to see that you know happy death Day or whatever uh you know destroyed Blade Runner um, but I, yeah, no, no no, no, but what I'm saying is like i i i'm I'm betting that this is a better movie, but maybe
1: I'm wrong, oh then happy death Day, yeah, huh. Yeah, that movie also looks like it's seeking to subvert... Is that James Wan? Did James Wan do Happy Death Day? Oh, did he? I don't know. No, it, you know you know how they friggin' do. They'll be like, from the people that brought you this, but it's right, like, you know... Right, like, like,
0: and they just have a producer credit. Like right, that. right, right. Yeah, no, um, no. He, it is Bloomhouse though, the same company yeah. that definitely brought us Get Out. Um, yeah. And, uh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the Purge.
1: Oh, they're having a good year. They are having a
0: good year. But anyway, I, um... I don't know. I, I I definitely agree that the guest is the better film, and mm-hmm. they have very similar third acts, including the final like tag at the end of the movie is yeah. almost the same, um, and even the final sort of big bad death scene is almost the same. But um, yeah, let's. Uh, I guess uh, let, you know without re- you know having revealed too much about the babysitter, the babysitter's on Netflix. You can watch it. It's less than ninety minutes. Um, and I feel like it's a a, a perfectly fine, you know, pre Halloween viewing. Um, the guest actually takes place around Halloween, and the they're final, both
1: they're both Halloween movies. The other are, one takes place around Halloween, doesn't that's it?
0: That's right. Yeah. So, but the guest uses as um that's the other thing. Like ninety percent of the babysitter, or uh, like you know ninety eight percent of it takes place. In and around the house, which I thought was, you know, a good use of a,
1: you know, sort of. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. Um, and, and also I would, um,
0: all of these movies, you know, you, you actually commented before, before we got on and uh, started recording that, you know, they both actually act as a, as a coming of age sort of camouflage you you put it camouflage coming of age story Mm -hmm. i think that it's also worth mentioning like um you know sort of the single parent or broken home type thing the reason he's being babysat in the babysitter is because his parents are you know having a night out together um you know to sort of you know rekindle their marriage and the girl down the block that he has the crush on is, you know, a single parent whose parent, you know, is, is, you know, lives with her dad and her parents just got divorced. And,
1: I yeah, in like a, a, a criminally underused presence of Ken Marino, like, yes, wasted on that movie. Yes, it's totally wasted. And, the, yeah. and
0: in the guest, I mean, they're married, but it's like a pretty dysfunctional,
1: you know, family. I mean, it's not, you know, um, yeah, and, you 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 read it like that. I, don't, I mean, they're a family with they a family with a with a with a death. There, there's a death in the family, so like there's there's some you know like like trouble and, and disconnect there. I guess that's true.
0: That is true. So the guest is uh, David shows up at this uh, family's house and says that he was a friend of their dead son who died in Afghanistan, and they have a picture in the house of David's unit, like on the mantle and, and uh, I mean, of their son's unit and David is in the picture. So they believe him.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, why, 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 why wouldn't they, and why would someone like make up that? Right. All right. That's the, that's kind of like the thought.
0: So yeah, he shows up and then proceeds to, he's, he befriends the family like they, he stays with them, but he also sort of helps them out. He helps the kid when he's bullied, he goes to a party with the daughter he um he actually helps i guess there's something so his his programming was that he's supposed to help his unit in any way of, and and i guess he sort of gloms onto the family so he like beats up a bully for the kid he um you know uh beats beats someone up uh for the for the sister he kills a guy who's standing in the way of a promotion for the dad and uh, we, we kind of find that out later. Um, but, you know. The-
1: he, he really, like, inserts himself into the rhythms of the family. Right. And, like, in a way that from a distance seems really creepy. But also, like, in what I think is, like, the most notable of Dan Stevens' performances that I'm aware of, he has this, like, really established earnestness and, like, sweetness that's total bullshit. And, like, the, the, the movie enjoys these, like, moments where, you know, he just, he's just spoken to somebody and then, like, the camera moves away and you just see his, like, dead stare. Yeah. It's like, he really act. It's like, this is all a fucking act. But it's hard to tell whether he's doing it because he's sadistic or because, like you said, he's sort of programmed to operate in a specific way and the ease with which he communicates with and relates to the family is is just part of that programming is just part of how what he can do well
0: so dan stevens the first time i ever saw him dan stevens was you know one of the leads in downton abbey but he left after the second i think the second season um possibly the third i don't know but um definitely last year i think he blew everyone away with legion which I really right. liked a lot, and I know you love.
1: Me too. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he's the, you know, he's the lead. I think is he David? He's David in that as
1: well. In uh, oh he's yeah, that's right. That's oh, name. I didn't even realize
0: that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And so, um, he's and and he definitely, I I think he's great in this, and his performance. I mean, this is definitely a better movie, but his performance is definitely one of the reasons why this one is. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I missed the guest because um, it's, hey, like, it's not your fault. <laughs> um yeah. and it did get a theatrical release. It,
1: um, it it was pretty limited. I mean, it didn't do very well in the box office. It was a uh, it was a risky, weird movie. Like I I saw it opening night, and there was literally like twelve people in the theater. Well, it New was York it theater definitely is it. really
0: well. I mean, he's really good, and mm-hmm. I thought it was really well directed.
1: I think it's I think the directing is great. It's it's um it's Weingarten, I think, is the guy who directed it, who is uh who is someone you'd know from the movies You're Next and uh and and the Blair Witch. Blair Witch Project, right. I think he did. Oh, I didn't
0: realize that. Wow. I
1: believe so. yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm 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 puttering around while we're talking. But I think he did the Blair Witch project.
0: Right. Yeah. So it was uh he directed Adam Wingard directed and edited, it, and it was written by Simon Barrett and they both yep. worked on uh yeah, you're right. Um, he did Blair Witch,
1: and and kind of a bonus thing. If you've ever seen the anthology films uh, VHS, yes. they're they're involved with those two. I think Barrett, perhaps more than Weingard, but um, there is a kind of it's it's nothing too deep to like really get into. But there is a like wider universe that he's been crafting, and KPG, which is the name of the like experimental unit that Dan Stevens' character in this movie is involved in. It kind of makes a like presence in the other movies, including a short in VHS.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So
1: there's like this thing about KPG, about these PMCs who like done something to soldiers, and that kind of connects to several films. You
0: know, it's interesting. So the original cut of the movie was 20 minutes longer, and all the stuff that they cut out was stuff involving explaining, you know, what what they did to David and what he went through, and they ended up cutting that out to make it more mysterious. And it it works because you I get think it enough, works. You get enough of the info, but you don't know exactly what was done to him or why. And the fact that there is this sort of larger universe that 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 it you know the the unit and and this company appears in is cool as shit.
1: Yeah, I dig that. No, I and I think you're right. I think it was a smart move to cut that stuff. And there's there's enough in here to 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 like establish it. It's fine. this
0: this movie definitely has a lot of really good character actors. I mean, Lance Reddick. Who I oh think, yeah, you know, most famous from The Wire, but also Fringe and and many other things. Uh, you know, is the major who's you know trying to track him down. Um, Leland Orser, who plays the father, you might not recognize his name, but you've seen him in a million things. Um, it's definitely, I mean, it's it's you know, it it's got a really good cast of good character actors, and um, I love I love
1: the kid in it. I think he's yeah, fantastic. The kid's really I think good. He's- I think the kid's excellent, and the soundtrack is like unbeatable. I love the soundtrack. I've listened, I listened to it a ton after I saw it in the theater. Right
0: now, would you describe it as having like an emo soundtrack or?
1: It, no, it's it's a it's a kind of um, electro slash Italian disco uh, with a with nods to Carpenter. And it's like it's there's, basically synth dark synth pop.
0: Yeah, dark synth pop. Uh, well, yeah. there's a Love and Rockets song in there. Yeah,
1: um, it's a great. That's a great Love and Rockets song too. But yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I
0: saw Love and Rockets open for The Cure the night before I went to college. Um, so yeah, I, I I I definitely. So he inserts himself into this family, and it's not necessarily clear why he shows up. I mean, it, you know, whether he showed up to make mischief or whatever, but his programming is such that there's kind of no way that you know he can stay there in the confines of society and not you know cause all kinds of trouble which he does right and right. ultimately i mean you know kills family members kills people in the town kills friends and boyfriends of of the of the family i mean he actually i mean early on he's like you know he he wants to get a gun and so what what would his purpose be with the gun other than to you know <laughs> So it's not havoc. clear if he's in fact Yeah, to wreak havoc. So it's not clear if he's nuts when he arrives, but he definitely goes nuts by our standards, but not by the standards of his programming.
1: Right? Yeah. Like it, you get the feeling that he's just he's there's something automatic about all the elaborate ways he's fucking everything up. Right. You know, like yeah, like you said, like the Fra- Frankenstein he's Frankensteiny in a way, um, and and it it. it almost makes him a tragic character but i don't think it quite does in the right. end like you still i think i think the the third act and the whole like and the whole kind of like process to his to his doom question mark is pretty satisfying and you're like all right fuck this guy <laughs> you know? yeah uh,
0: especially i i mean again i didn't know this but the idea that this is sort of one chapter or one facet or one little like Rashomon segment in this larger story of this company and or i mean like are they mentioned in your next
1: yeah i believe they are mentioned yeah
0: i mean that to me that that makes it even a lot more appealing
1: yeah yeah i know i mean like i again i don't really know what the plans are like for future films because the guest like performed poorly from what i understood although it was critically acclaimed yeah
0: i mean it, it got good i mean that's the thing in these days i mean it's like you can't i mean it's hard to judge because of this constant you know whatever about like opening weekend if something doesn't do well in opening weekend or you know but I, I you know the reviews that i saw were were positive and um i i definitely thought it was like i said well well directed and you know a, a, you know fits into a genre like this imposter genre and even the idea of a soldier returning home you know and not necessarily being who they say they are i mean that's you know you know, obviously people get changed in war and all of that, uh, that trope, but, um, you know, it's not that original, but I thought, you know, I thought the movie was. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. And whenever I watch it, those feelings are reinforced. (laughs) Like this is, this is, uh, this is, yeah. And, and it's interesting because like, again, like you, like you missed it. I have the hopes that there are people in the Scream Squad audience that like, this is one that, if they haven't seen it, that you know they're gonna. I think they're gonna really like. Yeah, like so I, I recommend it highly. I had to
0: rent it on Amazon, but it is you can rent it on Amazon. It is it is rentable, and um, I'm gonna check out your next again just as, as a result of this. Um, but again, this one really was. I, I mean, uh, I, I think you know Dan Stevens' performance is 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 a lot of what this was. Which I think you know, getting back to the babysitter, I think they thought they were getting that. Um, with uh, Samara, let me see what what is yeah Samara Weaving, who plays the babysitter. I mean, she does give a charismatic performance, yeah. but um, and the tone the tone's definitely while wildly different, the movies are extremely similar, and you know, I give you know, I give it up to them for sort of subverting the genre. Although at the end of the day, the babysitter really just it is a you know a a teen. I, I hesitate to say, like, a, a horror comedy, but I don't know. Would you say that it is? I mean, it, it's a horror nah. with comical moments. And it, it is consistent in its tone. Both movies, while the tones are definitely different, they're both very consistent with their tone. They know what they're trying to do. Although I agree with you, they um, they either needed to do a lot more or a lot less of that um, sort of, you know, things popping up on the screen in The Babysitter.
1: Yeah, I think I think the babysitter just thought it was a lot hipper than it is in the final analysis. Right. Well, that's
0: why I said snappy, not hip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a little too. And it's also possible that it was, you know, I don't know, maybe it was for a teenage audience.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you know, that, that
0: would—that's yeah. who the you know was released on Friday the thirteenth before Halloween and. You know, kids are gonna watch it on Netflix. You know, late at night. I, 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 you know, when their parents don't know. I, I don't know what, what, right. what right. the intent of it was. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, we imposters, the guest and uh, the babysitter, and uh, I guess we've got to uh, we got to come up with something special for uh, for Halloween for the next episode. Um, but yeah, it's that definitely that time of the year, and um. I don't know. What Anything else?
1: Um, no. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we, we are going to come up with something special for Halloween. Actually, no, we already have it all planned out. Right. right? We are just not, we're just not ready to talk about it. Right. Yet. Exactly. Yeah. Very, we have a very elaborate Halloween ramp up uh, right. designed. Um, I want to mention that uh, it looks like next month I'm going to be interviewing uh, Ali Abassi, who was the director of that film Shelly, which we covered on right. Scream Squad uh, a while ago. Uh, so, uh, Look out for that I'll be uh, interviewing him for the iranian uh and and also want to point out that i i started doing i'm not sure if it's going to be permanent but I started doing a weekly column at the Iranian called the Iranian Film report where I kind of do a wrap up of all all iranian and iranian american related film news um and yeah, I want to mention that here. of which
0: no but what something that's interesting about that is like um I mean, I I know that there are, you know, Iranian film, there are many genres, but, uh, you know, like the the, the ones that that come to mind, the last like three or four that I know of are all horror. Is that like, you know, have you been coming across that or, you know, like more horror than anything else? I mean, between um, The Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night and the one about the bomb, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Shelley, you know, um, which isn't an Iranian film, but is an Iranian director.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think right now uh, with like the the recent Academy Award win and like there there's kind of more Iranian filmmakers, both in the nation and like, you know, expats kind of they seem to be making more work than before. Right. They're having a lot of attention. And there was something interesting that came up, which is one of the news bits in the last report uh, about how apparently this year there are of of the of the 92 foreign language films submitted for for oscars um i believe that eight of them come from arab speaking countries wow um, so that's almost 10 yeah, percent yeah yeah which that's a pretty significant number absolutely uh, so so i think we we're seeing a ramp up in general i don't know if the horror genre is prominent within that ramp up but yeah like there's there's a there's a growth in attention there's there's something there's something to do with that i mean you know on top of that with all with iran being in the news in regards to our worthless president um you know I, there could also be a, a note there about artists wanting to wanting to speak up and have their voice heard a bit more too
0: yeah i i you know it's interesting i i think nollywood the nigerian film industry uh-huh. they actually might be making more i think they're making more movies than hollywood at this point and I know horror is, you know, like, is very big there. It's yeah. like, you know, sort of action thrillers and horror. Um, mm-hmm. But very few of those come across, you know, um, over here. Um, and I think part of it has to do with budget. Some of them are just super, super low budget. But um, that's something I, I, I actually have been trying to keep an eye, eye out for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we do do a pretty good job of covering, like, international. Um, horror. I, I I think we actually do do a very good job of doing that here. Um but that that is a specific uh area where I've been like trying to trying to find more African horror, but Nigerian just because Nollywood has this you know, it's basically Bollywood, Nollywood and China are all ahead of um, you know, America in terms of the amount of films that they make. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily they get out that leave their country, but certainly if they're making that many movies some you know there's always you know we're not seeing movies that are better that are worth seeing you know not all of them certainly but some of them are right anyway on that note uh keep screaming keep screaming y'all and uh yeah we'll, we'll see you next time for Halloween
1: our special Halloween episode is incoming